Heavenly Father, we just praise your holy name, God. What an awesome God you are. And we just want you to be here and in your presence, God, our Father. Father, we just ask now that your blessings be upon Pastor. And praise for your word, Lord. Let it come forth with power. Lord, let it come forth with a special anointing that will touch our hearts. Yeah. Amen. You may be seated if you have your Bibles. Would you turn with me to the uh, 12th chapter of the book of Romans? Got a few scripture that I threw in there that I didn't give you today, Deb. Okay, is that all right? I mean, it has to be, doesn't it? You know. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's the word of God. It's a great word. And it'll get us through. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Now, now it's a, this week has been an interesting week for me, but all of my weeks are interesting. I, I look back at my weeks, and they're all interesting. And I said to my class, uh, I said, do you ever think about God? And it was an amazing, the responses that I got. And... Uh, I, from, yes, I think about God. And I had two girls said, I think about him all the time. And, and that, that's, you know, that's exciting when, when you, you can hear young people say that. And, and I, I've got out of this doomsday, uh, whatever you want to call it, revelation deal. The Bible teaches us that we are to be happy when we read the book. We are to be blessed when we read the book. Read it out loud. Read it often. Heed it. And heed it. If I preach it to you, heed it. And when you, you read that, you can think, whoa, what, what's so good about that book? Well, the outcome of what happens in that book is all in favor of God's children. And all the way through that, it's in favor of God's children, but when I look at that, I see blessing, and then when I see our school operate the way we operate, and there's other Christian schools too, I, I'm not just talking about ours, but we're involved in ours, okay? So I look at that, and I say, you know what, we're in good hands. I, I look at that, and I say, we're in good hands. How many of you know, we're in good hands, amen, and we're in the hand of God. That's right, Kathleen, we're in the hand of God. We're in good hands. And I, I was watching David Jeremiah today. And David Jeremiah, listen to what he said. There, it's, a, it's a question and answer thing. Did anybody see it? That was really good. Uh, David Jeremiah, they, they asked, and you know what he said? He said the same thing I said. He said, you cannot believe anything that you see on the news. He did say that. He said, there's no truth whatsoever. There's not even a particle. There's no truth in the news. And, and I'm listening to that, and, and you got to understand, David Jeremiah is a last-day preacher. Well, so then the question was asking asked him, well, 
what's that? Are we, were you okay? He said, this is the best day to live in. He said, this is the day. He said, when the pandemic hit, he, he, he came into an empty church and he preached. And he said he preached that Sunday to 100,000 people. Amazing. And so he was going on. Listen, we are living in a blessed day. And if we will allow God to bless us in this day, it defies every single thing that the enemy has set up and brought against us to see us being blessed in this day. Now, Jesus said something. What Jesus said was this. He said, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. He said, but don't be afraid. And the only thing that can really get a hold of us and tear us down is fear and anxieties. Fear and anxieties. And so I, I look at these things, and so I'm over here, and I'm studying in, in Romans chapter 12. Now, the first thing that Paul says to the Romans, he says something. He says, present your bodies. You, everybody see that? He says, I beseech you. I urge you. He said, I am, he said, I urge you. He said, I beseech you. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God. How many of you know that God is a God of mercy? Whoa, somebody needs to shout amen on that. Shout amen. God is a God of mercy. Aren't you glad? When a young man called me and he said, Pastor, I got lost. He said, I've been lost. God didn't lost. You get lost, but God doesn't. We're driving somewhere. Nancy said to me one time, she said, can you take me all the way across the state of Missouri on county roads? And I said, I can. She said, you can take me all the way across the state of Missouri on county roads. I said, I can. And I got on those county roads. It had to be a county road. And we took off. And she said, are we lost? I said, no, I just don't know where I'm at. Now, there's a difference. Big difference. Because I know how highways run, because I have been on so many highways, I know how highways run. I am never lost on the highway or on county roads. I don't know where I'm at. But I am not lost. You might not know right now where you're at. But let me tell you, there is one who knows where you're at. And if you will listen to him and follow his detours, he's going to bring you right back on the main highway. Somebody say amen to that. So Paul is saying, listen, I beseech you by the mercies of God. God is so full of mercy. And how many times did David fall back on the mercy of God? Are you one? I'm one all the time. I fall on the mercies of God every day. I hope you do too. He said, I beseech you therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now the body is made up of three. It's made up of body, soul, and spirit. He said that, I, he said that you present your bodies a living sacrifice sacrifice it's an amazing thing about this body that i present it to the lord god living sacrifice that i live for him now solomon 
Samuel says to Saul, uh, uh, Samuel says to Saul, he says, what's that I hear bleeding? <coughs> Saul, Saul said, that's sheep. And then Oagag, the king, comes walking up there. And Solomon said, did I not tell you to kill everything? Did I not tell you to kill all the Amalekites? Did I not tell you to kill all of the animals? Now, now listen to what, what, what uh, 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 Saul says to Samuel. He said, I kept the best for God. Listen, you can't keep the best of your flesh for God. How many of you understand that? You can't keep the things outside of the realm of God for God. It does not work. And so listen to what Saul, uh, Samuel says to Saul. He says, obedience is better than sacrifice. You know what sacrifice is today? You worshiping the Lord, me worshiping the Lord. When I worship the Lord, I'm sacrificing to the Lord. I'm giving him my all. I'm sacrificing to the Lord. You know what is better than sacrifice? Obeying God and his word. But pastor, I don't feel like, hey, listen to me, it don't go by feelings. You don't go by feelings. You, you like being happy, but happy is an emotion. How many of you understand that? So if the words that I say to you can make you happy, I know the words that will make you unhappy. So if you are following your emotions, then you'll be up and you'll be down. You'll be up and you'll be down because of how either I'm patting you on the back or stabbing you in the back, one or the other. But joy is not an emotion. Joy is a state of being. And so therefore, the joy of the Lord is always in us at all times. Can you say amen to that? So if the joy of the Lord is in me at all times, then my faith is in God's word to understand that what God has said in his word is true. And so therefore, Paul says this, he said, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present your living body, your soul, and your spirit and lay it out before God and let God do the work in you. Somebody say amen to that. He said, I beseech you. He said, I urge you. He said, it's something that you need to do. He said, present your bodies a living sacrifice. You need to die to the flesh. How many of you understand? We need to die to the flesh. Now, I'm going to be mean. I... Deb, put the camera on the pastor's wife. She has just backslid. <laughs> I'm going to be a little mean. Okay? The Chiefs didn't win. Quit. We got an amen from him. He never says amen. The Chiefs didn't win. And some people, Monday morning, needed some extreme counseling. Some was thinking about jumping off bridges. But I was at peace. Because I was watching tall in the saddle. Randolph Scott. You going to watch the game or watch Randolph Scott? I watched Randolph Scott tall in the saddle. You know why? 
He always wins. Hey! That's on camera. Got to die to the flesh. See, your, your life and my life can't hang on what 11 men do in 100, 100 yards. Our life cannot hang on our gold and our silver. It's an amazing thing what James says about gold and silver. Hey, I hope Pat Boone hears this message today. Pat, do you understand that when this thing comes apart, your gold isn't going to count for anything? And neither is your silver. Now, hey, listen, we need gold and silver. Because I want to make a gem back there. And I know that the Lord again. I hope you're not mistaken what I'm talking about. I'm saying you have to die to the flesh. And the things that make the flesh feel good. Because most of the time they're not from God. Now if, if, if you get something new in your life. Don't get depressed with this message. God give it to you. Praise the name of the Lord. How many of you know I'm a car guy? And I would love to see you all driving a new car. Brand new. Because then when I bought one, you couldn't say nothing to me. Yeah, amen. Where's Pastor? He done went and got him a new car. So all of you go buy one. I am ready. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm really not. I'm talking about when your flesh controls you and you make your decisions from your flesh, not consulting the Holy Spirit on what to do and what not to do. Somebody give me a witness on that. Listen to what he says. Listen, he said, present your bodies a living sacrifice. You have to die to the flesh. You have to. Listen, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Hey, bring it up if you can. If you can, I didn't give it to you. I apologize. 1 John chapter 2, 16. I'm going to give him a moment to bring that up. But 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. It's an amazing thing what, what, uh, what, Paul is, uh, what John is saying here. It's an amazing thing what Paul is saying here is that we need to come into the Lord and depend on him for everything. I, I just threw that on him. You can't get it, John. That's fine. Okay. I, I, I'm making John's. You got it. Hey, look what it says. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Now, let me give you another point. Look here what it says. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Do you get the difference when you seek the Lord and you seek his righteousness? Then God is going to make sure that he is going to be your provider. And guess what he's not going to have you living in? He's not going to have you living in poverty. He wouldn't have his kids doing that, but here's what he wants. He wants you to seek him first. He wants you to seek the kingdom of God first. And if you'll do those things, God is the supplier. 
Now he says, he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, now the second thing is, he said, be transformed. Everybody say the word transformed. See, because he says, do not be conformed to this world. See, that, that's what, what, what the, the, the world is trying to do. What, what Antichrist spirit is trying to do is get us all to conform to the ways of the enemy. Hey, listen to me. If, if you've got a vaccination shot, I'm fine with that. And if you haven't got a vaccination shot, I'm fine with that. Because understand this, I think that you ought to have the right to whether or not. The Bill of Rights gives us that right. The Word of God gives us that right. But listen, when we all start following the plan of the world, then we are being conformed into the image of what the world wants us to be. Now he says, do not be conformed. Right? Now it says, let's read it to make sure that we know what we're talking about. Listen to what he says there. He says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. And we're going to talk about how you're transformed. He says, do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. See, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but be not afraid. Because there's no truth in it whatsoever. So if you watch the news, all you're going to do is live in fear. If you listen to some fundamentalist preachers, all you're going to do is live in fear. But understand, when Jesus died, rose from the dead, and ascended to the Father, sent back His Holy Spirit, He conquered death, hell, and the grave. How many of you understand that? And when He conquered that, the Bible wants us to be transformed into that or transformed into the image of His Son. I want to be in the image Sons like to be conformed or transformed into the image of their fathers. They really do. Okay, there's things. It's an amazing thing about President Ronald Reagan. He had Alzheimer's, and he didn't recognize his wife. He didn't recognize anybody. Now, he had three children, okay? He had one adopted son, that's Mike Reagan, and he had two biological sons. And this is what's really interesting to me, is that Ronald Reagan, in the last part of his life, had Alzheimer's so bad, he didn't know anybody. That's an amazing thing. But when Mike Reagan, the adopted son, would walk into that room, that man would wake up. And he would talk to his adopted son. Do you not understand that Christ adopted us into the kingdom of God? And every time we walk in the presence of God, everything wakes up. How many of you understand that we are the adopted sons of God? That's an amazing thing. We are his children, and when he adopted us and brought us in to his kingdom, he gave us everything that's in his kingdom. And listen to what he says. Now he says, I want you not to conform to the things of the world, but I want you to transform into the image of your older brother. Into the image of your older brother. And what was Jesus like? It's the mercy of God. It's the grace of God through his son Jesus. It is the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that cleansed us from our sin. But it is the Holy Spirit that indwells in each every one of us that brings us into the kingdom of God. And it is that kingdom that touches the lives of everyone. 
We went out Friday night, and we had a good time. I don't know that John did at first. I, John, I think, got a plate of food that he didn't like. And all he got to eat was the noodles. Because his chicken was on the bone. Are you serious? I'm picking on him. You've got to see him up there. Everybody look up there. He's sticking his finger down his throat. But, but here's the deal. We, we, we go to a restaurant that is a nice restaurant. And one of them then finally got the idea, hey, did anybody make the reservations? No. You can only go to that restaurant by reservation. So we didn't go there. So then we, we go to another we go to another restaurant that's closed. Hey, I, I'm not kidding you. You gotta pay attention to this one. So then we go to another restaurant, high-end restaurant that's open. And so we're parked right here. And Christine then parks beside us. And she said, I'm, I'm going to go up there and get closer. She drove 25 feet closer. <laughs> Did she not, John? And we're going, really? Well, anyway, anyway, we get up to this restaurant, really black necktie. And, and we look like Beverly Hillabillies coming in there. We had a 1935 Buick out there with a deer on the whole route. You, you could tell. You could tell. You could tell. And it wasn't by the way I was acting. And it wasn't by the way that Henry was acting. But it was by the way John was acting. Hey, here's John. I, I'm not with them guys. I, I'm just teasing. But we had a good time. And so Henry and Jill come up with this deal a long time ago, was to lay money out on the table. And, and you lay the money out on the table, and you just keep putting in the pot. The pot gets pretty good size. And then your server, you bless that server. So we had, we had a pretty good pot out there. And so then what happens, we call that server over there, and we, we tell her, hey, say, we're from St. Joe. We're born-again believers, and we're going to bless you with this right here. And we're going to pray for you. And here's what she does. She bows her head. In this, in this restaurant full of people, she bows her head and starts to worship. It is the kingdom of God. Now listen to what he says. He said, don't be conformed to this world. But be ye transformed, listen to what he says. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. It's an amazing thing. So how do you get transformed? By the renewing of the spirit of your mind. Listen to me. Don't read the word. And don't pray. And don't do any of those things. You can be a Christian, but don't blame it on God when things aren't working. Don't blame it on Him. We do. Listen, don't run to God just because you're in trouble. 
Run to God because He's God. He's your Father and He has your life all in order. Run to Him. Don't be conformed to ABC News. Don't be conformed to NBC, CBS. I hate it when they... I don't like that ABC. I don't care for David Muir. I don't care for his lifestyle, and I certainly don't care for his lying going across the TV waves, and people listen to that and are sitting in fear and conforming over to exactly what Antichrist wants through the spirit of fear. And Jesus says this, I mean Paul says this, he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, because what your mind is, that's who you are. That's who I am, is what my mind is. So I need to get saved first. Then I need to get filled with the Holy Spirit, yes. You say, is that mandatory? Absolutely it's mandatory. Then I need to start to refresh and consistently be in the Lord. So that my mind is renewed. When I find myself dry, anybody ever found themselves dry? I find myself dry is when I'm not reading. That's when I find myself dry. I got a, pre- got a call from one of my preachers yesterday, and I really like this guy. And he said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. Okay. He said, Pastor, does preachers ever make you tired? I said, All the time, preachers make me tired. They really do. Because listen, why? Because listen, it's not just silver and gold. God will take care of that for you. God give you a method and a system. Follow his method and system, you'll be all right. It's just that we got to have faith to believe that God is able and that God can do and that we are not to be conformed into what the world wants us to be, but be transformed by the renewing of the spirit of our mind. You see, the the Bible says this. Here's the conclusion, not of my message, but of these scriptures right here. The will of God, that we may prove what is good and acceptable. Will of God. God wants to work in us. But we have, we, there's actually four wills, but I'm going to talk about two of them. The will that's in you to do what you want, it's selfish. Or the will of God. And there's two things that God's going to do for you. He's going to give you permission to do things. Or you can operate in his perfect will. Many people choose to live in his permissive will. Permission. But some choose to live in his perfect will. That's my choice. I want to live in the perfect will of God. Then how am I going to live in the perfect will of God? If I allow the Spirit of Christ to work inside of me, then the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life will not be in operation in me. And when they are... God will clearly point it out. 
And then there's two wills that I'm going to operate in. Do I want to operate in his permission or do I want to operate in his perfectness? Listen, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Listen to what I am telling you. God has written out your life, and God has written out my life, and he's putting detours along the way. He's doing different things along the way so that when you come to the end of this thing, you have finished the way he wants you to finish. Somebody say amen to that. I want to finish strong. I want to finish healthy. I want to, and I'm talking in the spirit. I, I want to finish right with the Lord. Some of us, if not all of us, but some of us had had a near-death experience. That'll change you. That will change everything about you. So what, God? Give everybody a near-death experience. I didn't get an amen out of that. I got an oh me out of that. But listen to me. Sister Herford said this. She said, it would have been easier to die. Death is not hard. Death just comes and takes you. But when death comes to take you, you don't get to make no decisions then after that. The decisions that you made on earth are the ones that you're going to abide by through eternity. Did you ever get that? But boy, when God's brought you right to that brink of almost near death, and you're looking at that, and guess what you truly take a look at? You take a look at yourself. And when you take a look at yourself, you're saying, I, boy, even though I am a Christian born again, there are things that I need to change in my life. Listen to me, there are things that we need to change so that we are transformed into the image of God's Son. Write this down, he's going to bring it up. Galatians chapter 6, starting with verse 7. Now watch this. And you know these by heart. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Leave it up there just for a minute. Let's look at it again. I don't want to be conformed to this world. I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Be not deceived. Keep it up there. There is a deception going through this world like crazy. Not just this nation. It's global. It's going through this world because the enemy cannot do nothing. I like what David Jeremiah said. He said the enemy cannot do nothing till he brings us into a oneness of his government. He listened to what he said. God didn't talk about one world. He talked about nations. To bring nations together. Not the world into the standard of the government. So do not be deceived. Don't listen to that, that stuff. It's hard to even listen to Channel 2 news. There's so much liberalism on that. It's an amazing thing to me. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. I'm telling you, man right now is mocking God. And they're going, wow, mocking God. Mock him. Go ahead. Oh, oh, sinful man, go ahead and mock God. Because understand, God gets the last word. 
God gets the last say. And let me tell you this. You want to hear this. Enter in, thou good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. How many of you want to hear that? That's what I want to hear. Enter in, thou good and faithful servant. Don't you be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever you sow, you'll reap. For whatever I sow, I'm going to reap. I need to come unto the Lord and say, Lord, your perfect will of my life. Your perfect will of my life. Hey, don't, don't think that we just get up here and preach and never come under conviction. We come under conviction when we preach. I can't tell you how many times I'm preaching and I come under conviction. I'm under conviction right now. Listen to me. Understand this. The Lord is saying, listen, look what you sow. Because what you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Now, bring up the next verse. Verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh, to the eye, to the flesh, the pride of life, for he who sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. People say, what can I do? Start now. Do I have to go back and do anything? Start now. It's an amazing thing. And you say, Pastor, listen to me. Today is the day of salvation. Today. And you're breathing. You're taking oxygen into your lungs. And you're giving off carbon dioxide so the trees can live. But you're taking a breath. Hey, just take a breath. That's life. That's life. That's life. Put your hand right there. Oh, that's, that's life. I haven't got to go on a plane yet with this wire in me. Are they going to make me take my shirt off? When, when I go through, when I go through, because if I do, they're all going to run. That's going to be the ugliest thing they ever seen. I got a wire inside of me that's spun around and, and uh, holding my ribs together. You know, that wire, I hope it never breaks. I'm just going to split wide open. That would be ugly. That, whoo, you better say, Lord, don't let that happen. Thanks, John. John. You, you, you know what? I've never had such interaction up in that crow's nest like eagle's nest. I'm sorry. Henry said it's the eagle's nest. The eagle's nest. We need to write that on there. But breath, heart. Hey, listen. Today, because we're breathing, our heart's still pumping. We can change everything today. Walk in the kingdom of God. Walk in, in the kingdom of God till will that camera follow me? So walk into the kingdom of God so that wherever you go, the kingdom of God is there. It's an amazing thing because if I, wherever I walk, if the kingdom of God is there, then healing's there, deliverance is there, and salvation is there. And here's even the best part: everlasting eternal life is there. Because the kingdom of God is within me. We don't really get it because if the kingdom of God's in me and the kingdom of God's in him and the kingdom of God's in him, look how strong we are right now. Why do you think Jesus said we're two or three have gathered together? Look how strong we are. 
Isn't that amazing? And if he's got some, something going on, he's got something, we'll, we just pull, we'll pull on each other, and we can either pull it out of each other or we can push into each other, however God wants it. But he says this. He says, do not be deceived. What? Don't be deceived because God's not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, that's what he shall reap. But if he sows to the flesh of the reap of, of the flesh, he's going to reap. But if he sows to the spirit, he's going to reap everlasting life. I want everlasting life in Christ. Now, somebody says we're going to have everlasting life in hell. No, you're not. Everlasting life is being alive in God. Now, you're going to be forever in hell. But you're not going to have life in hell. Life is not going to be in hell. People get a hold of something. Life is not in hell. What is a man without the Spirit of God in hell? But there's no life because life is associated with Jesus Christ. And so their life, we will reap everlasting life. So let's bring this to a conclusion. Let's stand. Listen to what he says. I beseech you, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm going to urge you by the mercies of God that ye, that we present our bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Holy. Okay. Not sometimes, all the time. Wait a minute. Didn't you say that Christ made you holy? He did when he saved you. But there's also a holy way to live. When Christ saved you, you became holy. When Christ saved you, you became the glory of God. But there is a holy way to live. And many men miss that. And we, we, he, we, the apostle Peter says this. He says, be ye holy in all manner of conversation. In all manner of your life. In the way you talk, the way you walk. All manner of life, be ye holy. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy, saith the Lord. So he says this, he says, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord. Which is your reasonable service? You know what reasonable means? The smallest part. Reasonable. If I say to you, I want you to do this, at least be reasonable, it means you have to put minimum effort in it. Reasonable. Which is your reasonable? That's the minimum effort. Did you get a hold of that? Which is your reasonable service? How, how many of you want more than minimum? I want God to touch me. Yeah, God. I want God to move in my life. I, I, I don't ever get to do anything wrong without God taking a hold of me. Me and Carol, we agree on one thing. We was in my office and we agreed. There's times we went into trouble and God snatched us right out of trouble. God ever snatched you out of trouble? You're going to walk right in there. I'm going to walk right in. Sit right down. Oh, we don't want to get there. But you're going to walk right in. Right into that problem. God says, no, come on. Here's a detour. It is. How about God in the way that he rescues you? But he doesn't always. Sometimes he'll let you walk right into that mess. You're going to get a lesson taught. I've lost. I'm undone. No, no, no. God says, just get up. Young man said to me, man, pastor, I got lost. I said, I know, but God's not lost. He'll make a way for you where there seemeth to be no way. 
That's the promise of the word. Now you're going to get the chance by God to either walk in his permission or walk into his perfect will. As Holy Spirit filled people, our aim should always want to say, Father, your perfect will. Let your perfect will be done. Your perfect will be done. Now listen to what God says. I know I've had you standing there for a while. But he says to everyone, he said, I've made provision for your marriage. I've made provision for your family. It's here. Read it. I made provision for your finances. Read it. It's in here. I made provision that you can walk in faith. Read it. It's in there. How many of you get it? Provision. I made, wait, wait, Pastor, you don't know how I get along with other people. They're just mean to me. God made provision in there for you. Read it. It's an amazing thing what God's done. He said soft word turns away wrath. It does. Hey, men, has any of you ever had just rage inside of you? I, I was a young guy, and I just had rage, rage. And it got me. Young man back here shaking. He said, it gets you, don't it? And it got, come up here, I'm going to pray for you. That's the Holy Spirit, son. I same way. I same way. Extend your hand. Give me a hand. I couldn't help myself. Can't help it, can you? It's there, isn't it? Come on, come on, uh, uh, Tony. Come right up here. Is it okay if I have Tony come up here and pastor? Yes, sir. Come on. Mike, isn't it? Yes, sir. Mike, listen to me. We've, had, we've been there. Have you ever been there where that old rage just wants to get a hold of you, Tony? Huh? Caused you problems, didn't it? Caused your relationships. Hey, Mike, do you know today you can start all over? Yes, sir. Today. Today. Say, say today. today. Say today's my day. Today's my day. Hallelujah. <laughs> it is. That's a smile has to be. Because I got tired, old Larry Gray. I don't know how my wife put up with me. I don't know how she put up with me. I don't know how any of my friends put up with me. I took a knife to my brother-in-law, and I was going to kill him. Now my brother-in-law, he thinks I'm all right. I said, why do you like me? And he said, because I knew that you had potential. Mike, you got potential. Because God's healing you today. And he's taking that rage away from you. And he's going to put right in your brain this. A soft word turns away wrath. And I felt, and you know what? I, I started doing that, Mike. And it turned away my wrath. A soft word turns away wrath. <laughs> God healed me. And God is no respecter of person. He'll heal you. And I believe there's somebody else that needs to come up here and get prayed for. Mike, I want you to look at me. Are you saved and born again? I want you to share this old pastor. I want you to say, Pastor. I want you to say, Pastor. I'm receiving right now everlasting life. In Jesus, Christ. in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm, saying it with my mouth. I'm saying it with my mouth. 
and I believe in my heart. God raised Jesus. Amen. From the dead. Amen. Now, Mike, I want you to say this. I want you to say, Lord God, forgive me of all my sin, my transgressions. Wash me. Make me whiter than snow. And today, I leave here a new man. In Jesus' name. Let me tell you something, son. I'm going to cast off every word that's been placed on you that's negative. Nothing wrong with your brain. Nothing wrong with you. Because God cleansed, washed you, made you whiter and snow. Say, Father God, make me a good father. Raise my children right. Treat my wife right. Touch us as a family. And keep me. Keep them in Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap. Anybody else? Anybody else? This is what it's all about. Well, Dave Jeremiah said, out of all those people he preached to, he said 70 come to know the Lord. And he was happy with that 70 as he was with 100,000. Anybody else? Yeah, come on. Yeah, let your family come. Come on. Oh, I like that. Come on. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Nancy's being grandma. Okay. Hey, uh, Jackie, come on up here. Here you go. God, do a work in you. You're not going to die. You're going to live. And you're going to be healthy. And you're going to be strong. And you're going to raise your babies in Jesus. I know you're saved. You've been in my classes hey let me tell you about what she said one time it was a blessing for me she said pastor I'm going to nominate you as teacher of the month how come you didn't <laughs> remember that same God you just got lost didn't you want to come home father God in the name of Jesus Father, you give this young lady the name Destiny. Destiny. And let her destiny be in Christ Jesus. And that you'll touch her. And Father, she'll be such a great mom and a great wife that she's going to turn her family around. And they will no longer want to live the way they're living, but they'll want to live like this young lady and her husband lives in Jesus' name. I want you to say this, say, I was lost, now I'm found. Say, Father, I sinned against you. I want you to forgive me. Guess what happened? He did. (laughs) That'll bring a smile to your face. Doesn't it? He did. You want to live for him? Now say, Father God, today, 
I will live for you. And I will be transformed by the spirit, of, by the renewing of the spirit of my mind. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap. There's an altar here. If you're not saved, you can come. Give your heart to Jesus. If you feel that you're lost and you can't find your way, come and give your lostness to the Lord. Let the power of God come into this place for saving. Let the power of God come in this place for deliverance. Let the power of the Lord come in here for deliverance and resurrection. Let the breath of God now breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe. How many of you can say amen? this message this morning hey if that be the case I want you to do something just keep playing Doris if you suffer from any anxiety or fear of any kind I just want you to step out in the aisle and when you do it's going to fall off of you and today you're going to change yeah 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 just step out in that aisle let it fall off of you Now ask the Lord. Say, Lord, it's falling off of me right now. Yeah. Yeah, people are stepping out there. Hey, if if your neighbor don't want to step out there, just step in front of them. Yeah, so so believe this. Now now raise your hands. You, it's in the aisle. Yeah. Raise your hands. Now, Now go into the invisible realm. Touch God, who is the who is reality, and bring him right now into your being, into your presence. And let this thing fall off of you. And Father God, by faith, these ones that have stepped out in these aisles, by faith, anxiety's falling off right now because they understand the message. Father God, in these aisles right here, that anxiety and fear are falling off because they understand the message and they're receiving the message to be transformed by the renewing of the spirit of their mind. Be transformed, but not be conformed to this world, but be transformed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're going to worship the Lord. Let's just worship the Lord. Everybody in here, let's just worship the Lord. There's a power, the power of God, the presence of the Lord is here, so just worship Him. He just touched Mike and Destiny. That family is... Boy, they got so much to look forward to right now. Listen, you can have the same thing. You can have the same thing in the name of Jesus.